0: Hello and welcome to the Diction Police. In episode 90, Jason Nadecki and I focus on the text to Sweeter Than Roses, set by Purcell, talking about the closed and open forms of I, some of the vowel shifts between American Standard and British Received Pronunciation, and glottals. There are two versions of episode 90, the full video tutorial, or the audio version for people who prefer to listen to podcasts while they're out and about. Don't forget that all of the Diction Lessons, Diction Tips, and the Tongue Twisters for Singers series that we made last year are all available at the website under the category freebies-slash-blog. Our webinar on French diction is also there in its entirety, and we're hard at work putting together a webinar on German diction, too, so keep watching the Facebook page for details. For more information about Jason Hideki, or for the accompanying PDF of this text, please visit www.dictionpolice.com. You can also follow the Diction Police on Facebook or Twitter at Diction Police. Henry Purcell's song Sweeter Than Roses was written as incidental music for Richard Norton's play Pausanias, the Betrayer of His Country. Purcell came from a musical family. His uncle was a musician, His father was a member of the Chapel Royal, as was Purcell himself, and even his younger brother Daniel was a prolific composer.
1: Sweeter than roses or cool evening breeze on a warm flowery shore was the dear kiss. First trembling made me freeze, then shot like fire all o'er. What magic has victorious love? For all I touch or see since that dear kiss, I hourly prove all is love to me. When the capital I is stressed, I'm pretty sure, although there are bound to be exceptions, it's spelt with I.
0: Like kiss. Kiss
1: like kiss is when it forms one of those prefixes or suffixes it could be with an e right or, like, even, or ie roses victorious that's not stressed with an e with an with an i <laughs> with an right. i magic same thing with an i, trembling with an i dear look at that though right. that's that that's that diphthong that's created out of the reduction of r to a schwa and remember those guys ear or, or eh, those four start with open vowels always so not dear but dear we get or which does not start with o with a closed
0: exactly the o apostrophe er
1: right which of course stands for the word over over which in this case will be or, smoothed, poetically, poetic usage.
0: Right, but in to contrast that, when we have in the first line, or, without any kind of other letters around it.
1: Right, so we have a near homophone, but not an exact match with or and or. When we have the word or, comparing this or that, we have in the British English with no kind of diphthong after it, just a straight-ahead open O.
0: Right, and there's no acknowledgement of the R at all because what comes after it is a consonant.
1: Exactly. So the rule for open O when it gets a diphthong after is if the spell, it's in the spelling, the spelling tells us if it's an O-R, or in other spellings too where we have like A-W of pole, it's just the open O. If it's O vowel r or o-r-e mm-hmm. then it you give a little bit of a nod to that r as a schwa so the word o-a-r that you paddle with an O is a homophone of this or, or apostrophe e-r and not of o-r which is just all
0: right so that's one of <laughs> one way we can distinguish between some of these things
1: we can distinguish right so traditionally you ride a horse, but you, your throat may be feeling a bit hoarse.
0: Yeah.
1: Modern speech, that's being lost a little bit. Mm-hmm. But for singing, because it's drawn out and more traditional in general, we should do these things.
0: Right. And we do have one other example of this that rhymes with or, sure.
1: Sure, exactly. That would have the little diphthong on the end to reduce the R to diphthong because, or to a schwa, making a diphthong because it, the spelling is O-R-E.
0: Exactly. Just again to, com- to compare so the other letter in this, because we keep talking about what happens with the R and the schwa, when mm-hmm. we have this open O in English, it's does it stay the same when you see it in a word like, because I would say the word A-L-L, all.
1: Right. That's one of the big shifts from our standard American accent to the British English, where that rounds. And again, the spelling helps us. There are... A list of uh, combinations, A-L-L-A-W, like in poor, uh, A-W-L-A-U-G-H, daughter, for example. Mm-hmm. The spelling can give us some indication, at least, that they need to be rounded. So, fire-all-ore. That's a very different pronunciation of those three words in sequence than we would have in our North American pronunciation of fire-all-ore. Exactly. And it just sounds so wrong to sing it that way, I think. I mean, it may be closer to home for for us North American speakers, but it just would not capture the feeling of what what we think of with Purcell.
0: It's also a little flatter in the mouth, so you wouldn't get the space to really resonate as a singer as much as you do if you round these vowels a little bit.
1: Yes, I think so. I think so. Compare the old vowel to a few words before that in the same line, shot, which is that special backwards A that they have in British English, that is the short open O. The and short means, O.
0: It's the basically the exact same sound, just a shorter one.
1: It's the same sound as the father vowel, but with lips, and it's always short. So if you take a uh, and you stick the lips out, you get O. Uh, and you have to make sure that you never lengthen it. So Comparing that vowel with all, all is definitely long and has more lip rounding. Okay. And the tongue is a little bit higher too. So I go from all oh to all. Oh. The first one is the backwards a, the special British short o, oh, and the second, one, second is the long open o. Oh.
0: Right.
1: So shot all.
0: Oh. You do hear the difference between the two. It's, there's a roundedness to it, Yeah.
1: Otherwise, you get short, which is S H O R T.
0: Exactly.
1: Which wouldn't work.
0: And here, just to go along these lines, I yeah. as an, an East Coaster would say shot and all.
1: So you have a little distinction.
0: A slight distinction, but it's still not nearly as round as what we're looking for.
1: No, it, it, they aren't the same vowels as the distinction made in the British English. Yeah. That's right. That's okay. right.
0: Since we're on fire, all, all, Mm or, I think we should talk about glottals in the English language, because if you see here, we have between fire and all, we have no consonants.
1: That's right. Now, in connected speech, if you were to speak this line, definitely you could make what's called a linking R after fire. Let's talk about that word for a second, too. It's set on one note. Yes. Not fire in two syllables,
0: <laughs>
1: which is increasingly hard to say as you remove that R and make it a schwa in the British English anyway. Exactly. But it will always be on one note, especially in the British English with good composers setting it. A little smoothing can happen in that triphthong. So, yes, we do have all three sounds, but you sort of meld them together a bit. Not unlike, I suppose, what happens when you have many vowels sharing a syllable in a quick passage in Italian.
0: Probably, yeah.
1: So you get fire in one syllable, smoothing a bit to fire. Right. And as a matter of fact, it's interesting, the more posh you are, perhaps the more smoothing you do. So that at a certain point, you may actually sit by the fa. Where it's simply a long, bright ah
0: with no diphthong and no schwa at all
1: no diphthong that's right anyway here we can give a nod to all three sounds just make them smooth fa o lo now i think in the reading i made a glottal on all and then connected all or so that it's not too glottally right if in connected speech i was going to say you can you you want to speak quickly and and uh, get through that line you may actually make what's called a linking R from the triphthong into the all. So you could have fire, roll, or
0: Right. But in this This, setting, it seems it really wants to set the all apart from everything else. In this
1: setting, you need to, yeah. In the setting, you absolutely have to separate, I think, then shots like fire, all, or Right, not fire, roll. (laughs) Otherwise, it sounds like roll, R-O-L-L.
0: Well, yeah, or you also sort of get a couple of, almost an extra glide in there It feels like there's too many extra consonants and too many extra vowels going yeah. on It's almost better to really, maybe even just to practice it as saying fa and stop yourself uh, Yes, just to yes.
1: Make
0: sure you're not gonna say an err
1: That's right. I think it would be odd if you used what we call connected speech in this and link it with an R Exactly it wouldn't be wrong, though, to put a glottal to go the other way on or. Fire, all, or. That yep. wouldn't be wrong. I just thought it was a bit much, so maybe fire, all, or right. is enough, I think, and not too uh, 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 stilted.
0: Well, and especially because, if you th- again, if we're thinking about the setting of this, you have all, 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 and they really do all need a glottal. Yes. All, 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 or. All, 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 or. You, that one, I could go either way, but the alls have to me be separated too. from each other.
1: Yeah, they do. Yeah. Not lol. lol, lol.
0: <laughs> right, oh, lol, lol, lol. Feels good. <laughs> that's right. Well, it almost comes out sounding like lull to me, like so you're lulling someone to sleep.
1: I know. Yeah, me too. That's what I hear when, that, when that's done that way.
0: Yeah. Mm. Since we're talking about glottals, are there rules in the English language? Are, are we like German? Do we need to put a glottal... Basically every time a word starts with a vowel.
1: I think we're like German in practice, but there's no rule Okay, so in German we say the beginning of a word or uh, in compounds. They need them, right? Um, but it isn't a matter of need in English so much as for taste uh, Maybe a little bit like liaison in French where it, it can be applied and in some cases. It's a bit of a choice mm-hmm. uh, Looking two lines down For all I touch, or for all I touch, or for all I touch. (laughs) I mean, the combinations are endless in those three words, what you want to do. Exactly. If you want to emphasize something, you'd be more apt to use the glottal.
0: I was just going to say that because, especially in the very first line, if you want to say cool evening breeze, then I I would disconnect those two words slightly.
1: I would too. Yes. Back to that line where I was, for example, the point is that everything you touch becomes uh, this way, is it turns to love. So the point is the all, every single thing, not the subject I. Right. It's not for all I touch, but it's for all I touch. Yeah. So that emphasizes all, every single thing.
0: Exactly, and conversely, I would yeah. not. I would also then not do of touch or see. I would not make too much of the or because we only want to get touch or see.
1: Exactly. Because it's so
0: yeah. de-stressed. Then, if you it actually, if you put it, a lot, it'll stress it.
1: Yeah, you want to hear those two verbs there. Yeah. That's right.
0: There are two words that I want to compare, and actually, it brings up a couple of other words. T h a n
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And because of that, then there's T-H-A-T, and then there's T-H-E-N. How different right. are these two vowels that we need? Because the, the A-N one is that A connected to the E conglomeration right. letter.
1: The cat vowel.
0: Exactly. That
1: is a special vowel in English that the other languages don't tend to have. There are other languages with it, but not, not Italian, German, or French. And you have to remember, too, that it is used in British English. Not every a ah becomes ah, so we're not talking about than and thought. Those words don't exist in British English. It is definitely than and that.
0: Exactly.
1: And that's different from then, which is the open a. Eh. Now, in connected speech, the way we speak every day, T-H-A-N and T-H-A-T will reduce to schwa, then and that, <laughs> yeah. which sound funny on their own, but sound completely right to our ears and more right than than and that.
0: Right, if when you, you say he's taller him, than me, then.
1: Exactly, you than just said then.
0: I thought that you were going to, I thought you that you were coming.
1: I thought that you were coming, perfect. Yeah. You almost won't even hear that at all.
0: Well, in, well, you'd almost completely leave that out of the sentence because you don't need it. So when you do say it, you de-stress it so far.
1: Yes, and in our North American accent, the way you said it, the T of, the end of the word is almost completely not articulated. So you have, I thought that you, that you, that you.
0: Yeah, it makes <laughs> sound like a stuck record a little bit.
1: <laughs> yes. Now, for singing, this connected speech is minimized a bit, and we go for the true, pure vowel of the actual word, so you get THAN and THAT.
0: So we really want sweeter than roses.
1: Yes. That's very beautiful when it's sung. Sweeter than roses. Which of course in speech you'd say quickly, sweeter than roses, THAN. Right but here for singing than, which is different than then.
0: Right, which does not ever reduce, right?
1: No, it would not reduce. I don't think it has a, it's called a weak form. Okay. Which in this connected speech, used only in spoken, becomes schwa.
0: Right.
1: And it happens in every accent of English, but not for singing.
0: Right. But the T-H-E-N will always be the open epsilon E.
1: I don't think there's a weak form. That's right. Oh, yeah. I see a funny spelling thing here. Yes. With love, that special English vowel, another special English vowel, and prove.
0: Exactly.
1: Isn't because that funny?
0: If you're looking at these, <laughs> they look like they should be pronounced similarly.
1: Yes. love and prove. Right. <laughs> Neither of which is right.
0: Right, exactly, because when you learn, as a foreigner, when they learn English, they learn that the E at the end of a word, following a single vowel, basically closes the vowel before it.
1: And it does sometimes, that's one use of that silent E. I was reading something recently that described how English spelling was set, and one of the things they would do in order, when they had each character placed on the line, in order to get the same length of line... Because there was no justification. They would add a bunch of silent E's.
0: <gasps> so this is really about about the printing press and justifying things before computers justified them all for us.
1: Literally justify, making justification for justifying the line.
0: Yeah
1: <laughs> in, the, in a spatial uh, t- in spatial terms, on the page, that's right. Yeah. And then they kept a few and lost others, and uh, now it's just too hard to sort out. Yeah. But love has that a, uh, the upside-down V, that special vowel that's uh, unique to English, mm. and prove is the long-closed oo.
0: Right. We talked a little about triphthongs, and in this text we have two, flowery and hourly. If we break this trifthong down, we get a bright, ah, the open cookie, u, and a schwa. Aw, oh, oh. Back when I was in college choir under the late, great Robert Page, he often told us, we do not sing language. We sing sounds that come out sounding like language to the listener. In trifthongs, the important thing is to always be singing on a vowel. Here, if we concentrate too hard on trying to sing language, the odds are that we pull off of the legato line, or that we land on the er of flowery too much. This is one trifung where I would recommend focusing on the vowels and really singing flowery and hourly hourly prove. This text Starts with the closed lowercase i, e vowel. Don't be afraid to sing this vowel. The e sound, as in sweeter and evening, is one of the closedest vowels there is. And sometimes it can feel tight and pinched. So, in an effort to open it up, people try to lower their tongue. This changes the vowel. Sweet evening. You can hear when I lower my tongue that the vowel ends up almost e. Instead of lowering the tongue, think of lifting the soft palate to get the space you need to make the words ring properly and feel comfortable. Sweet evening. We also mentioned some of the vowel shifts between American Standard and British perceived pronunciation. But there's one shift that we didn't mention that that occurs here often. The words on, shot, and was all change from either the upside down V, was, or the dark A, on, shot, to the upside down dark A, on, was, shot. It can feel a little pretentious the first time you implement this vowel for Americans, but this slightly rounder vowel and definitely the rounder lips can really help place the voice and keep everything in line easier than the less-rounded American vowels.
1: Sweeter than roses, or cool evening breeze on a warm, flowery shore was the dear kiss. First trembling made me freeze Then shot like fire all o'er What magic has victorious love? For all I touch or see since that dear kiss, I hourly prove all is love to me.
0: This interview with Jason Nadecki was conducted by Ellen Rissinger. The accompanying phonetic transcription is by Ellen Rissinger and Jason Nadecki. This has been the Diction Police Special Diction Unit, a production of Singing Diction G.B.R.